and welcome to another episode of Gamerheads. My name is Roger, aka Rogue Leader seventy six, and with me are my co-host Blue, aka Writer's View, and my other co-host Mike, aka Pezman Mike, and returning another co-host of ours, and he participates also on our website as well. So he he writes articles and reviews, and was part of the show as well. Welcome back, Christian. Thank you, aka Falcon. Yay! We're Yay. glad to have you back, Christian. Yeah! I've been playing video games. Yeah, you, you have. That's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> That's what you've been doing this whole time. The Surprise! Is, the real question is, how many Platinums did you get while you were gone? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry to say, I think I've only gotten one. Oh. Which is oh. sad. Oh, no! No! I've gotten four. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> From what to how many? How many have have I gotten since that time? Um, none. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome, welcome back, Christian. Thank you. Uh, so today we have quite a bit to cover. We have our news. Actually, our news this this week will be items that we thought were interesting in the past year. So we'll uh, highlight those items, and then we'll have some listener feedback, games that we're playing, and then our hot topic is uh, we're going to talk about what our top five games of the year are, and we'll debate and discuss those amongst each other. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, we do have an icebreaker, and the icebreaker this week is what's one food or one tradition that you uh, either have at the holidays or eat at the holidays that you would find other people would find weird or gross or strange <laughs> or unique? Uh, I'll start off because I have something on top of my head. Uh, we eat raw beef and onion sandwiches at Christmas. <laughs> Tartar is not that weird. Thank you. Thank you, Blue. You're welcome. I, I, you know, most people are like, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah, we, we that's what we eat. Uh, and it seems like everybody in central Wisconsin or north of, of east, eastern <laughs> Wisconsin doesn't know what... Uh, what tartar is, but yeah. Okay, uh, except well, and when we go to Minnesota, they do. So, well, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm supposed to have Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve with my in-laws, right? Uh huh. And I ask, what am I supposed to bring? And they say fruit salad. And I'm saying in my head, I'm going, okay, I know what I would consider a fruit salad, <laughs> <laughs> but Lord knows what these Midwesterners consider <laughs> fruit salad. And uh, I was like, they probably want some sort of horrible concoction with <laughs> coconut and mayonnaise. And uh, I'm just kind of saying this out loud to myself. And I turn around and my husband is, he's on his phone texting. I was like, no, no, don't ask. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, I already asked. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so oh. it comes back and now they think I'm an idiot because they're like, um, five fruit <laughs> salad with coconut and sour cream. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody brings. I was like, the heck is that? That's very specific. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I've never heard of that before. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is with Midwesterners putting dairy with fruit and calling it a salad. Oh. <laughs> the oddest thing. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, like, what, what, do you not eat, like, um, pistachio whip with, like, pineapple and whipped cream and pistachio pudding? That's really good. Uh, no? Okay. You've never had that before? No. Oh. Have you, Christian? Yeah, I've had pistachio pudding, if that's what you're talking about. Well, I mean, but what, have you, Mike, with whipped cream and... And pineapples? And pineapple and, yeah. Lord, no. <laughs> 
the heck are you talking about? <laughs> and marshmallows? You'd have it, those little mini marshmallows? You've never had this before? I, I know of it. it's a salad, too. Well, yeah, it's a salad. It's a pistachio, <laughs> pistachio salad. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever had... See, I thought you guys would be all kind of weirded out by my uh, cannibal sandwiches, but... <laughs> You guys are weeded out by the pistachio pudding. Cannibal salad. sandwiches? Is there human meat in that beef? <laughs> I know that's what they call them, Christian. I don't know. I don't know what they put in. Anyway. I don't. <laughs> oh no, that we're learning new well. things about Roger now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was defending you on tartar, but I think I need to step back here. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, blue. Blue. Is that your? Was that your weird salad? Was that? I mean, that's. That I mean, I guess it can be. I don't think my actual family, you know, non-in-law family, eats anything that's strange. <laughs> Where are your in-laws from? The Midwest, then? They are. Okay. Okay. That's really funny. <laughs> um. What about you, Mike? Do you have any kind of strange? Um. I am ridiculously picky about what I eat, so I don't have anything that uh, that's that's considered odd. But I do have a tradition. Like most people are, you know, like when you know it's oh it's Christmas time. I'm gonna watch Elf or I'm gonna watch Home Alone. I'm gonna watch It's a Wonderful Life. My traditions are uh, Krampus and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, <laughs> fun for the whole family. That's right, yeah. exactly. So. Um, I know, Roger, you're not much in, into horror movies, but Krampus is so good. It's like Gremlins. It's like a horror comedy. It's oh. it really, I, it really is an enjoyable movie. I really like it. But hmm. but that's it. You know, I like to watch Christmas related uh, horror movies right around this time of year. Is that the one with um, Goldberg in it? What's that? Is that the no? One? That's Santa's sleigh. Oh. Sleigh with <laughs> F L A Y. You see the play on words there? Okay. Yeah, that's good. That that's a good one too. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll have to watch those. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. We've been watching some Christmas mu- uh, movies uh, recently, and I don't think the kids would really appreciate that. So, <laughs> uh, what about you, Christian? Well, there's nothing really that's holiday specific, or at least Christmas specific. But whenever uh, there's any get together where there's there's food involved. I'm always keeping my eyes open for canned oysters and marinated mushrooms because I was raised on that stuff and I can just suck that stuff up. Like I can't get enough of it. Like when I was a kid, I remember like eating entire tins of like those canned oysters. Those things are amazing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are, and the, then, are the marinated you... mushrooms uh, canned as well? Yeah, they're in jars. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you eat sardines too christian no i actually i tried them once and then I, there was like a bunch of bones in there and i was like oh okay, i don't see, like that sardines are awesome yeah Oysters sardines are awesome suck yeah i, I kind of agree although you know it's weird i will eat uh pretty much anything i will try anything once at least mm-hmm. um and so when my wife used to work at a japanese restaurant and um they used to do these things called oyster shooters. Ooh. So it was a quail egg and an oyster and then uh, some hot sauce in it. And then you would slide those down your throat. Oh. And I mean, I've had those. Those are good. They are good, aren't they? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, Especially uh, with a little bit of lemon, too. Oh, yeah. I think they did put a little bit of lemon in there, too. And I, I remember I was uh, working I was working at Best Buy at the time. And like everybody would challenge me to food challenges. I don't understand that. But 
this one guy was like, but you can't, you know, do as many as I can. I'm like, I'm sure I can. So <laughs> he downs one, I down one. He's like, I'm done. And I'm on my second one already. I'm like, what? That was what? easy. That was easy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, that wasn't even a challenge. Like, I don't know. But quail eggs are a little bit, you know, they're a little bit bigger, too. So that's kind of that's kind of gross. But Yeah, I didn't realize that oysters were gross until this past Thanksgiving, where I was at my parents, and I'm just downing these oysters, <laughs> and people are looking at me like I'm sick. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, to be fair, tinned oysters are kind of gross. Yeah, that's true. So, so does your uh, does your girlfriend like oysters? No, she hates no. them. She was one of the people who was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> but did she never know this was part of your like tradition? I mean, no, I mean, I never get them myself. But I'm I'm on the lookout whenever I'm at an outing. I'm looking for those canned oysters. <laughs> so, is this your first um, it's your first Christmas together in your apartment, or no? Yeah, yeah, it is. Are you gonna get oysters? <laughs> Ooh. Now that you mention it, I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'll report back the results. <laughs> Next time we talk to Christian, he's I'm living He'll by be myself. Single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Just wrap some up, put them under the tree and give them <laughs> Oh, well if you don't want them, then I'll take them. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. All right, well, listeners, what are some of your strangest holiday uh traditions that you do, either food or or traditions, uh, let us know. You can send us a email at info at gamerheadspodcast.com. Uh, Christian, how can people get a hold of us on Twitter? On Twitter? At yeah. GamerHeadsPC. And then on Facebook? Facebook.com slash GamerHeadsPodcast. Oh, look at that. It's like we never lost it, man. We never <laughs> <Yeah>. lost it. <laughs> we still never it's like riding a bike. jingle, though. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We got to record a jingle so, Christian, when you're like not yeah. on the show, we can just play it. Just there so you go. All right, uh, let's go on to our news uh, segment here then. Uh, so for our news this week, um, actually what I've asked everybody to do is like pick two stories-ish, one or two stories that they thought were kind of uh, interesting or most intriguing uh, or the craziest stories of the past year. Um, so we'll share those this, this week. So uh, Christian, since you're kind of our oh. guest, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, first on my list is the... Uh, fairly recent BlizzCon fiasco that involved Diablo and mobile game announcement. Because mm. I find that fascinating, and I find it hilarious, and I find it really interesting how a big company like that could fumble an announcement so poorly and yeah. alienate such a large portion of their fan base. Such a like fascinating mis- misread of their fan base. Which is probably second only to the Fallout 76 situation, but. <laughs> yeah. No, it was weird because I, I think the weirdest part to me about that story was the fact that I don't think, I don't think that Blizzard knew that their fan base was going to be really pissed off about this mobile. Yeah. Uh, the the game. So I don't know. It was weird. Like, I think they were shocked. They're like, we have this. And everybody's like, what the hell? And they're like, yeah. And, and they opened it up to questions too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the people are just openly throwing shade at the people up on stage, and the people up on stage are throwing shade at their audience. Yeah, it's it just very weird. uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird story. Second on my list, yeah, was the whole Fortnite PS4 crossplay fiasco because that was a fun roller coaster ride throughout mm. pretty much all of 2018, and it was the gift that didn't stop giving. Because yeah. it yeah. started out, and Sean Layden was like, "No, no crossplay. We say no." 
And then all these statements, people being like, why don't you put crossplay on my PS4? And then Nintendo and Xbox teaming together to make their own Fortnite trailers. And then finally, a couple months ago, Sony threw in the towel. They said, fine, you can have your toy and play with it, but we're not happy about it. Yeah, that was so weird. That was really weird. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Those were my favorites. Cool. Uh, what about you, Mike? What were your top two pick stories from this past year? Um, so I'll go along the same lines with Sony and um, say they're rather interesting E3 presentation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Having having everybody in a big tent and then saying, "All right, we'll be back <laughs> in twenty minutes." Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And then I don't know. It was just so odd and so strange. And then even on top of that. And then they're like, oh, okay, you didn't like it? Well, guess what? We're not doing E3 anymore. Yeah. yeah. So well, At least at least for next year. Who knows? At least maybe. for, yeah. Maybe they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> maybe they're taking the year off to reconsider. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. That, um, was a, that was a weird, that was a weird conference for sure. Like, and it was, it was just like all the press people were like, screw this. We're not, we're not moving our equipment again. You know, because yeah. like, they, they had two different things, right? They mm-hmm. had like one area where they're playing this music and then they're like, all right, now follow us to this other place. And it was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so disorganized. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very odd. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I have is the, um, uh, what was that? Uh, Judgment Day co-host and video game live uh, creator, Tommy Tellerico, bringing back the Intellivision. As an old school gamer, I love the Intellivision, and I'm very interested to see how this uh, how this plans uh, how this pans out. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> you know what it's it's gonna have Astro Smash on it, and it's gonna have Dracula on it. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, that's worth a purchase already. Crazy. Um, was there? I mean, is, when is that coming out? By the way, did he say that's, that's gonna come out in 2020? 2020 okay and yeah. and wasn't there talks of atari coming out with their own system too wasn't yeah there? the vcs i think that i think that's what it was <laughs> but i haven't heard anything much about that lately no mm-hmm. i thought it was supposed to come out this year i thought but maybe well, they wrong. got they got about 10 days two, yeah. or a little that's bit right. more than that mm-hmm. that's right that's right so yeah those are kind of crazy stories but i don't know i, I you know i I guess I'll we'll have to see. I don't know. I, is it going to be just a collection of games? Are they saying? Mike, no, or? they're actually so they're like redoing old. So they're having they're having obviously it's going to be like a mini console, mm-hmm. and they're going to have uh, they're they're going to have the original games on there, but they're also going to have updated versions, and they're going to have um, brand new games. So you can and it's all download. Then the games oh. are all supposed to be like less than seven dollars each or something. So it's oh, supposed to be like okay. a very budget conscious system uh so i don't know we'll have to see how it plays out Hmm. did they say the price for that or have they quoted a price at all or no no price yet but they said they want it to be extremely affordable so my guess is probably what around 150 or less yeah Hmm. yeah what they should do is just look at what happened with the playstation classic and do the complete opposite (laughs) (laughs) exactly Yeah. yeah crazy well good uh what about you blue my favorite story of the year, and some might say this doesn't really count as news, but to me it does when you consider the significance, and I'm pretty sure Christian will agree with me. Oh, boy. Yeah. We finally <laughs> got a know. release date for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Yay! Yay! 
Fine. We got more than one release date. Well, yeah, okay. Mike, but we finally is, got a real one. It was news several times. How's this that? is where you and I sit out, Mike, and those two just talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 for the rest of the show. So. <laughs> yeah, I already checked out. <laughs> yep. So that that made me extremely happy. Yeah. No, it's cool. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I not going to be able to play all the other ones before the new one comes out. So, uh, yeah. That's okay. I, Cr- Christian I, could just do an article where he does, like... <laughs> summarizes what you need to know oh, going no. into three. Yeah, you should, I'll emphasize Christian. summary. That would be stressful. <laughs> like, I've watched and read so many Kingdom Hearts story summaries, and I leave them more confused than I enter them. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty brutal, but... Like, it, it, it makes more sense when it's spread out over, like, a 40-hour-long game. Mm-hmm. And when it's all condensed into like this one hour read or this one and a half hour YouTube video, it's really hard to follow. Yeah. <laughs> one and a half hour. Geez, I was thinking more like 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> even then. Jeez. Because you guys have been, you, Christian, you've been doing like some videos and podcasts about Kingdom Hearts, right? Kingdom Hearts series, yeah, haven't you? Yeah. yeah one yeah. game at a time. One game at a time. And like, I mean, they're very interesting, but you guys go really in depth where I get totally lost on what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of character names, lots yeah. of X's in character names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Those like are good. X's. You guys do a really, really good job with them. I just, I, I'm just not uh, at the same level you guys are. Uh, but That's Lou, totally I think you, you probably enjoy those a lot. So I'll yeah, I need to check way. those out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anything else? That you yeah. Have? Um, my other favorite story was how Celeste was nominated for Game of the yeah. Year. That was such a huge deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't win, it was so incredible to see an indie game uh, be so successful and be up there as an equal with all those big AAA titles. Yeah, absolutely. That was cool. Yeah. And, it, and I know we talked about this, but it did win awards too. That was awesome. I mean, it was a really good... I felt like this was a really good... Uh, you know, game awards show. I thought that was it was really well done. Um, cool. Uh, my two picks. Then uh, the first one is. So this is actually somewhat new. Um, this has came up this last week. Fans of well, I shouldn't say fans. I, I don't <laughs> want to say fans because like that that implies like all Spider-Man fans, but like mm-hmm. some some fringe fans of the Spider-Man game <laughs> uh, threw a fit about the. Um, Ram, uh, what's uh, Sam Raimi? Raimi, yeah, Sam Raimi suit in the Spider-Man game, and uh, they like demanded it, sending death threats to even some of the devs, saying we want this in the game. And the sad part is, like they had it all right, they had it planned. They were going to put that in the game, and they did. Uh, It was actually part of their last patch this past week, and I'm sure, like the the part that I hope that doesn't happen is that those that were the fringe fans feel that they they cause this to happen and they feel empowered from mm. it because i mean anybody that works in software development knows that you just don't build something in like a week's time based on demand and be like here you go like you know obviously it's been in the production for some time so uh it was weird to see though that people were just like having fits about that about i don't know it's just weird so much it, later too I know, right? If you were going to be upset about the suit, why wouldn't you be upset when the game released? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that either. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. It was a really bizarre... I don't know if something like leaked that, hey, the uh, Rami, or Rami suit was coming out, uh, and 
and then people like said we want it now i don't know but it was just a weird story uh the other one that i had was and christian you kind of alluded to this the fact that bethesda kind of seemed to have (laughs) bad luck around fallout 78 or 76 uh 78 i put 78 i meant 76 uh yeah it was weird wasn't that like uh, first of all, the game was all glitchy and buggy and such, and then the whole like canvas gate thing happened, where the game, <laughs> the gamers like you know got the ultimate package and were supposed to get the canvas bags, and then when they filled out a ticket <laughs> to get the bags, their information was leaked. I mean, that's not funny, yeah. but it's just it's just so bizarre. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just seemed like a stroke of bad luck one after the other for Bethesda. It was weird. It's like yeah. a train wreck that you can't turn away from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, uh, those are our items uh, for this week. Uh, for this week that we thought were interesting from the last year. Uh, if there are some stories that you find that were interested, please let please let us know. Uh, again, you can send us a tweet at Gamerheads PC or email us at info at Gamerheads Podcast. Um, you can also send us a direct message on Twitter as well. So, or you can go on our website too at GamerheadsPodcast.com and and leave us a message there. All right, so speaking of listener feedback, let's go into our listener feedback. Uh, so the first item that we have here is actually a, a letter from a fan of the show. Uh, Mike, would you mind reading this letter? This Christmas Not letter? a problem. Hi, everyone. After listening to last week's show, I felt inspired to share my most memorable Christmas story, so here it is. Let's go back to 1997, the fabled year that one small development team, maybe you've heard of them, Squaresoft, brought to life a game that would forever change the fantasy RPG genre. Yes, you guessed it, Final Fantasy VII. Now, anyone that knows me, Blue, will attest to my loudly opinionated rants on how Final Fantasy VII is overrated. Casual reminder, though, that Final Fantasy IX is the best, but at this time, it was the pinnacle of fantasy role-playing. It also happened to be my first Final Fantasy game, like so many others. This leads me to the meat of the story. I was 14 that year, and while I no longer believed in Santa Claus, my parents still asked me what I wanted for Christmas. That year, I had heard about this new game called Final Fantasy VII, and read all the magazine articles and looked at all the impressive screenshots and artwork. I was smitten from day one. And so, I asked for a PlayStation and the game for Christmas, and a memory card as I've done my research. Fast forward a couple of months, and at this point I'm itching to get my hands on the game. I had read and reread every snippet of information I could find, and this was back before the internet and YouTube were really a thing. All I had was the monthly magazine and word of mouth from my friends. In my zeal, I decided to search my parents' room for any gifts they hadn't wrapped yet. To my surprise, I managed to find a copy of Final Fantasy VII under their bed, tucked neatly away in a Walmart bag. Judge me all you want, but my mind was not my own. I was driven mad by the desire to play this magnificent spectacle of a game. In my defense, I did not open it, although that was probably more out of fear of retaliation than anything else. (laughs) This went on for at least a few weeks, where I would sneak into their bedroom while they were at work to look look at the back of the case and essentially torture myself a little more each time. That's so sad, you're thinking. Oh, but it gets worse. (laughs) A couple of weeks before Christmas, I found the presents wrapped and under the tree. I'm not proud of what I'm about to tell you, but one day I was home alone again. I carefully unwrapped my PlayStation, took it out of the box, and plugged it in so I could play the demo disc. Remember those? That came with it. Yes, I did that. I know, I know, and I almost got caught. 
My stepdad at the time was working that day, but he had come home early for some reason, and thankfully I heard him pulling into the drive. I quickly hid everything, my heart pounding, thinking that this would be my final moments on Earth. <laughs> However, fortune smiled upon me that afternoon, as he didn't even notice anything missing, and went outside to work in the garage. I used that opportunity to pack everything back up and carefully resealed the package. To this day, I still have the sounds of Croc entering, or echoing through my mind. It was the first game demo I ever played on PlayStation and it blew my mind. Eventually, Christmas did come around and I begged my mom until she let me open my PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII on Christmas Eve and it was everything I had hoped it would be. Of course, I then had to beg her to let me open the memory card so I could save my progress. <laughs> anyway, I know that this went on for a bit, but that's my most memorable Christmas, even though it doesn't put me in the best light. I never told my parents what I had done, and I probably never will. Thanks for reading my story, Valkev. Yeah, I hope they don't listen to the show, because then they just found that out. <laughs> <laughs> encore, encore. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was, thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Valkev. That was, that was great. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, honestly, it was really touching to, to get an email like that from one of our listeners, uh, to see uh, them share that story with us. So cool. And, and I reached out to him and said, Hey, can we share this story, uh, on the, on the show? And he said, yeah, that's fine. So cool. Thank you so much. Uh, so we also have some feedback from our last show, uh, with, uh, our last show was dealing with, um, can anyone compete with steam? So we got some feedback on that one. Blue, do you want to read the first one? Sure. This one is from Hailstorm David on Twitter. He says that Discord doesn't have the recognition that Valve and Epic do. If Epic sticks with it, how they are, they definitely can. Uh, Josh and I already have been discussing releasing on Epic Store, maybe. Going to take a cultural shift, though, and I'm not sure that'll happen very soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like my thought, too, was that I'm not sure if the cultural shift will happen anytime soon, but... uh... It's a I mean, marathon, it's... not a sprint. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, the next one. Christian, you want to take the next one? This one's from The Rebel Tom, and he says, For me, I say yes, anything is possible, and he feels gaming has been shifting from the norm lately, and we are seeing an uptick in indie developers and games, and they're great games, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, Celeste being Game of the Year, or nominated for Game of the Year, right? I think that... Uh, a lot of these indie developers or you know developers and games, I think are you know see that as hey a, a ray of hope. That's <laughs> my opinion, right? Yeah. That they they see this as maybe an opening, and now that there's you know other options for them to put their games on and hopefully make more money on their games. Um, mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll I'll take the next one here. Then this is from uh, Geek with that. And they tweeted, I'm not sure who would win, but honestly, the more competition, the better it is for us, the consumer. And then we also got some feedback from our uh, news this past week. This was from the true Donnie G. And he was talking about uh, microtransactions and Resident Evil 2. So microtransactions, microtransactions, microtransactions. Why are they putting <laughs> microtransactions in Resident Evil 2 remake? That almost broke my heart when I heard you guys talking about it on the podcast. It almost broke my heart, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are the feedback we got from the show. Uh, thank you so much for the feedback. And then we also got some feedback uh, about our show as well. This is from Homie376, uh, uh, and they tweeted us, your podcast rocks. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Mike, want to take the next one? Sure. And this is on iTunes. Uh, this comes from Timmy G is awesome. 
and we agree. Thanks for uh, leaving your information. Uh, great gaming pod. A variety of perspectives collide to create a great gaming podcast. From indies to AAA titles, the show has you covered. The conversation flows naturally, and the hosts gel well. Another great addition to the gaming community. Great. Thank you so much for that feedback. Thanks, Timmy. Really nice. Yeah. Cool. Timmy G is awesome. Yeah, he <laughs> is awesome. Uh, so if there's feedback that you want to give to our show, you can, uh, again, send us a tweet at GamerHeadsPC. Uh, you can also email us at info at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Uh, and we would love to actually have some of your feedback about the show on our iTunes <gasps> account as well. So you can go out to iTunes, and the link will be in the show here and the show notes. So you can go out there, leave us comments, leave us reviews. We'd love to hear what you have to say about our show. Uh, all right, so let's go into the games that we're currently playing. And uh, Christian, you want to start us off? What game sure. Are playing? I just finished a game today, actually, and that game is the recent re- recently released Ashen. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys heard of Ashen? Have mm-hmm. you? It seemed to just kind of get a stealth release, kind of just got released underneath everyone's radar on Xbox and the Epic Store, yeah. I think. Yep. And uh, it's uh, it came out a couple weeks ago, right after the Game Awards, and it's... It's like an independently developed Dark Souls game. It's very similar to Dark Souls. You got the third-person perspective, the action RPG combat, but the art style is different, and I really appreciated that because it's very simplified. It's very like low-poly, lo-fi, and it looks nice because of it. And it's also got a different tone to it that gels really well with the different artistic style. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. Uh, so, so one thing that I, I heard about the, sh- the game too, is that you can play online. How, how's that, how's that work? Yeah, it's very fascinating. Uh, they take a page out of Journey's book, the game that came, came back out on the PS3 and yeah. also came out on the PS4 where the whole game is two player co-op, but, uh, you have an AI companion that, that'll just run around with you and he'll wail on things for you or else, uh, other players can just kind of dynamically pop into your game. And then you'll just be playing with another person, but you won't see their name. And the only way you can interact with them is through these pings. So you don't have voice chat. You don't have text chat. It's just kind of this very organic either point or ping. Hmm. And that's about it. Hmm. And it's really cool because of that. I mean, it's very unique as far as multiplayer games go. It's very unobtrusive, which I like a lot. You know, you're not going to have someone screaming in your ear. Hey, let's fight the boss. What are you doing? (laughs) Like it's nice and peaceful and serene, and it really adds to the the setting because of it. Yeah, but do you ever feel like you wanted to yell that? Hey, let's go fight this boss! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I did. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. I was like, "Where's my buddy at? Where, where's my buddy? I need yeah. your help." <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. Also, uh, the AI does an okay job. I mean, if you got the AI running around with you, it doesn't do a good enough job to fool you that it's a human, but it'll still wail on things and take damage for you which is nice. And what I liked about Ashen a lot in comparison to Dark Souls is that it's very accessible and there's some quality of life things in Ashen that Dark Souls doesn't care about. So in Ashen, you've got a compass on the top of your screen so that you can see where quest objectives are located, which is something that's not in a Dark Souls game. Like it's just go and figure out what to do yourself. Whereas here, you've got a map that you can use and you can clearly see, okay, I need to get here. But you fight the bad guys along the way, just like you would in a Dark Souls game. So that's really nice. And also having the companion there helps take some of the burden off of you. And also when you go down the first time, you can get revived, which is nice. So yeah, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Cool. 
Uh, if you are not a fan of the Dark Souls series or games like that, will you enjoy this game or, or no? That's tough to say. It is very similar. I mean, it's third person, but over the shoulder, uh, hack and slash, very difficult. Some of the bosses are very hard. But I feel like this is a great entry point for Souls games because Dark Souls is very inaccessible. They're these huge amorphous blobs of video games because they're just like so complex. There's a lot of underlying mechanisms and they're very dark and brooding. And I always have to like psychologically prepare myself to play a Dark Souls game because I know it's not going to be happy most of the time. But I feel like Ashen is a great first one, a great starting point for anyone trying to get into the into the genre because there's those access that those accessibility tweaks and you don't have to worry so much about the underlying RPG mechanics of a more complex beast like Dark Souls. Nice. Cool. Thanks for that. Any any other games we've been playing? No, that's all I had to talk oh, about today. Wow. Just one? What yeah. the heck? Are you feeling yeah. okay? Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, I could talk your ear off about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and a number of other things, but I just finished Ashen, and I thought it was really cool, so I cool. wanted to talk about it. Nice. Thanks, Christian. Uh, Mike, what have you been playing? So, uh, I've really, this week has been really crazy for me, just with work and just getting everything ready. We're having people over today, so um, I only played really, I just played Smash, honestly. Um Nice. And that was the only time I played was just last night. And I was, Ooh. you know, getting everything clean. You know, I was just cleaning up the house, getting everything ready. And my son calls me. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, Dad, you want to play a quick, quick round of Smash? So I'm like, yeah, all right, buddy. I got a couple minutes. Yeah. Three hours later, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I continue the cleaning. Um, so, yeah, so no, we, play, we played a few rounds against each other. And, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, do you want to try the co-op um, online uh, matches? Ooh. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he was uh, he was Link and I was Wario. And oh. um, we ended up playing for just hours. And it, nice. it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so I, no, you... I normally played. I normally, normally do Smash just single player. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, pl- I'll play a couple rounds online. I'll get destroyed and then I'll get really angry. And then I'll say that it's the game's fault and then I'll turn it <laughs> off. um but this one uh but this this was a lot of fun just like you know just a little father sometimes so it was really enjoyable nice if if you took it online did you get like creamed because that's my experience with like any fighting game ever that's normally my experience yes um i we lost more matches than we won um but you still won some yeah we actually did yeah that's awesome wow that is awesome uh, and was it Lakey online? I heard I heard people complaining about how how much lag they they had in the game. Is that I, was that your experience too, or no? I have had a few matches where there was lag, but yeah. we probably pay, played about twenty to twenty five matches, and there wasn't a single bit of lag. Nice wow. on any match. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I am not very far in that game, so <laughs> but I do have it now, so I'll be bringing that I'll be bringing that to work, Christian, so we can play yeah. that at lunch breaks. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the adventure mode because, yeah, I play most of it just by myself whenever yeah, there's, like, not social events happening. And uh, the adventure mode has some fantastic fan service. Really good stuff. They they combine, like, spirits in interesting ways with characters on stages with assist trophies in really cool ways. It's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Mike? Was that pretty much all your gaming this week? Yeah, the, well, the only really thing I did is I had a, uh, I had a staff meeting this week, and I brought my... Um, 
you know, normally we talk about business and everything, but this week I decided just since we're right around the holidays, I decided to have some fun. So I brought my, uh, I have a, a Samsung Gear VR. Oh, so really? yeah. So I, I, I got it on clearance at Meyer for like 20 bucks. So I was really excited about that. Wow. Um, so I brought that and, and I'm like, all right, everybody, I know it's been a real roller coaster of a year. So what do you say we follow that up with an actual roller coaster ride? So some of these people <laughs> had never used VR ever and they were like screaming. I actually put, a, I actually set up a what? fan. I really? set up a fan. So as soon as they started on the roller coaster, I'd turn the fan on. So oh, it'd be like, awesome. yeah. So like it was, uh, they, they had, we had a lot of fun with that. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's, that's funny. Uh, nice to introduce people to uh, to gaming addiction there, Mike. Nice job. Yep, yep. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Blue? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I did spend basically my whole week playing one specific game, but are you going to release the show on Sunday or Monday? Uh, Sunday. Okay, then I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'll have to tell you about it next week. Okay. But um, other than that, I did. I have 900 things that I'm supposed to be playing but I decided to restart Dark Cloud. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's a fun game. Uh-huh. I saw it on PSN for, I I don't know how much it was. It wasn't very much. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy that again. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So. And and is it as good as you remembered it? Yes, it is. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I, I, I had that on, was a PS1 game, right? Two. It was a PS2, PS2 game, yeah. Uh, I remember I was introduced to that game by some friends of mine. I used to be in a comic art society uh, on campus, and they had that game. I'm like, ooh, what's that? And, yeah, I got really addicted to that game. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it real expensive or, or no? No, not not really. I, I forget exactly how much it was, but it wasn't you – know, they weren't trying to break the bank with this, I don't know, nice. 15-year-old game or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, cool. Uh, I know what game you're playing, by the way, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do because we're Switch friends. Yes. <laughs> That's like the so only you thing know you can exactly do. what I've been doing. Yes. <laughs> it's like the only thing that you, <laughs> that you can do on the Switch is see what other people are playing. That's like all you can do with your friends. Like, I know what game you're playing. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, I can't communicate with you. I can't, like, send you a message saying, hey, what's up? It's like, oh, Blue's playing that game. Okay. You can just stalk each other. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anything else, Blue? No, I played the whole week. Uh, the game that I have been playing demanded <laughs> yeah. every ounce of my attention and focus. And so. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing uh, some games for reviews. I got two games. Uh, one is uh, they're both from Cube. So thank you very much for uh, providing those review games, uh, review codes. Uh, the first one is Nippon Marathon. Uh, so I'll be giving the review next week on that on that game, but I'll talk a little bit about it now. Um, the game is really interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like a Japanese TV show meets I don't know like like Endless Racer or something like that. Uh, Mike, you you watched me streaming that today, right? I did. It was so <laughs> surreal. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh I will say like it's probably the most interesting game I played all year. Uh just because it's so wacky and so crazy and I'm like what is going on here? I haven't laughed that hard in a game in a really long time too. Uh so if you want to see some streams of that, you can go out to our uh Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash gamerheads podcast. 
Uh, and uh, you can see I have a couple streams of that game out there, and then I'll be streaming that again some more this week. So uh, check us out there. And then um, and then the other game I've been playing, also uh, review code we got from P Cubed was uh, was Raised. Have you guys heard of this game at all? No. No. Uh, so this is an endless runner game. Uh, it's on the PlayStation Four. That's how the code I have. I think it's on it's on Nintendo Switch too, and it might be on Xbox too. I'm not sure. Um, but it's an interesting concept. It's a it's about it's it's the way I interpret it so far is that you're a computer program in in a in a computer in this in this the programmer the developer wants to like destroy your code, but feels uh feels like uh. Well, I guess sad to do it or doesn't want to do it, but knows it has to be done. So, but then he says, oh, well, you'll basically <laughs> have to do it yourself. And he like makes you constantly run in these runners. If you stop at all at any point, uh, your character gets raised or blows up, blows up. Ooh. And then, and then, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's so really interesting. So he feels bad about it and he tortures you instead. You yeah, pretty much. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, there, that kind of takes the guilt away from me. You can go <laughs> kill yourself. It's um, like the Hunger Games of computer programs. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of it is. Um, So I will say, like, I I saw a little bit about this game uh, when the trailers came out, and uh, I wanna, I'll, I'll give it a more thorough review, obviously, probably next week as well. Um, but this game is really good. I mean, it's it's a fun runner uh the it's very colorful the music is fantastic i mean the music just stands out to me i love the music in it uh and yeah it just came out this past week i believe so if you if that's something you're interested in um i'll be streaming that too so check out our streams on that so uh yeah it's a it's it's a fun runner so those are the games i've been playing i have been playing some smash as well so i i have been trying to track down some more spirits uh i really i I want to unlock Simon Belmont. I haven't done that yet. Oh, no. That was like your one goal in the whole game. I know. I know. I haven't. <laughs> I don't even know how to <laughs> unlock him. Is it random? I don't understand. Like, how do I? Uh, are they random unlocks when I run into these characters? Like, when they, like, show yes. up? Or? Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't run into him yet. So, the, I, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but what I've been doing is just doing a few spirit runs and then jump out and then I get, like, a random character that wants to take me on. And then you go back into spirit, come back out, and another random character. Is that is that how you guys been doing it to unlock the characters, or is there something else I'm supposed to be doing? I don't know. I unlocked no. all the characters, and it happened pretty quickly by uh, playing a lot of classic mode because I oh, played a lot okay. of classic mode. And after okay. you successfully finish any like five, six round classic mode, it'll give you a new challenger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I gotta do that because I've just been doing the spirit because I really am enjoying the spirit. Uh, yeah. Hunting the spirit modes. That's really fun. That's really yeah. cool. I you know and the thing is I was really kind of hesitant about getting this game because I'm not the biggest Smash fan in the world, and uh, but I saw it like you know at lunch break you and Steve were playing it and I was like oh that looks so good, <laughs> uh, so so then I had to get it so yeah but yeah I've been enjoying it. I enjoyed this this the single player mode that's really cool. Uh, okay well that's all that I've been playing. Uh, let's take a break then and when we get back then we'll talk about our hot topic and that'll be our top five games of this past year. So stay tuned. And welcome back to Gamerheads. Uh, this week our hot topic is um, what are our top five games of the past year so what we'll do is we'll each go around and give our our fifth game we'll each give that game and then we'll go around and do our fourth game third game mm -hmm. 
second game, mm. and then our and then fight, one game. fight, fight, and then we'll fight. Play. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like Fight Club, and there'll be a lot yeah. of bruises and blood and such stuff. Uh, <laughs> Except we can't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the first rule. That's, that's right. That's right. So you won't hear us talking about it, but it will happen. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's start. Christian, why don't you give us your number five game? What is your sure. what is the fifth game on your list? Well, this is tough because these, these are five games. No more, no less. But my number five choice has to go to a game that I've been playing a lot of recently, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, and I really came around on that game in a way that I never thought I would. I mean, I saw the trailers back when they were advertising it and pushing it heavily. And I played a lot of Origins and, like, completed every location on the map. And I was satisfied with my Assassin's Creed for a while. But I started getting that little itch. And so I decided to pick up Odyssey. And I'm really liking it. Uh, very sizable, satisfying progression. Uh, there's lots of skill trees you can level up, and I'm coming straight off of Red Dead Redemption 2, where there was a lot of <laughs> slow traversal, riding my horse for hours on end, and on a, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, my horse can jump down mountains, my character can <laughs> jump down cliffs, and it can just roll out of it, and it's totally fine. I'm plowing through people with my superpower abilities. <laughs> it's very satisfying, and I like it a lot. I like checking all that stuff off the map. Uh, do you like it more than Origins then? Yes. Now I am currently liking it more. And I feel like it's a combination of both the story and the game shedding any pretenses of realism. Okay. Because the story is very personal. It makes a lot of sense. It's very grounded. Whereas other Assassin's Creed games, especially recently, the past few entries, I feel like they've like blown out the roster like like too much. Too many big historical figures and... My small brain can't wrap around all those big historical <laughs> figures that I'm not familiar with anyways in the first place. Whereas Odyssey, it's very simple. You've got a father figure, you've got a dad, and you've got like this small set of characters that you can understand and get to know. Mm, interesting. Yeah, you know, um, I was actually uh, chatting on Twitter with the uh, one of the story writers for the game. I should really? see if you want to come on the show. Yeah, so, yeah you um, Yeah. Uh, but we weren't talking about Assassin's Creed. We were talking. We were what? talking. About- no. Roger, we were ta- you have one job. <laughs> we- you know, it's it, Roger. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I once, I, I once had a seriously. I once met. This is a hundred percent true. I once met Bruce Campbell, and oh. we talked about we we talked about auto insurance. So, so yeah, that. Yeah, so no, I'll, I'll reach out to him and see if maybe he'd want to be on the show and we can talk about the story. Because uh, mm-hmm. I have some questions about the historical aspects of of the game uh, mm-hmm. myself. So, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, I will say that's not on my list, but uh, I can see why it would be on somebody's list. So, um, What about you, Blue? What's your game, fifth game on your list? My number five game is, wait for it, Moonlighter. Oh, yeah. That almost made my list, too. Almost. Yeah. I don't know. I actually had kind of a hard time putting the list together because when I went through most of the games that I played this year, they're not actually from 2018. So it narrowed it down quite a bit. Yeah. If only Hollow Knight could have made it. Well. Hollow Knight's really, really good. The list isn't over yet. (laughs) (gasps) Oh. I thought you were hinting at Hollow Knight not initially being released this year. Well, Well, it was on a Switch. Yes. And PS4. I, that's right. The console releases. So, like, yes. 
by the precedent set by when Cuphead was released, or when they were nominated for their Game of the Year awards, they were oh. nominated the year they reached consoles, not oh, PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there is precedent for my decisions. Yeah, there you go. See? Uh, no, it's funny that you say that, though, Blue, about the fact that, you know, these are the games that, uh, you know, that, you you know, games that didn't come out this year that you were playing. Because, that you know, Matt Christian, who used to be on the show with us, that's one thing that we would always talk about, too, is the fact that, you know, game of the year for us could be something that we played, you know, that was came out like a year or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, this is a great game. Like, I finally got to it. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's certainly interesting uh, topic of discussion. So Cool. Uh, cool. What about you, Mike? What was your number five? Well, first I would like to say um, I checked and uh, Moonlighter is on sale on the Switch eShop for fourteen ninety nine <gasps> right now. Get it. Get it. I, I, well, I, I mean, it's, not it's just a... like you specifically, but like people listening. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thought you were Get putting it. me on the spot. <laughs> you were Did you buy it right now, Mike? We want to hear you pushing copy, the buy right? button. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You bought the physical copy, didn't you, Mike? I do want the physical copy. Oh, you didn't buy it? picked it up and showed it off and didn't take it home. Oh, you my gosh. You left it there crying and abandoned. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like a little puppy going, woo, woo, Just like oh. that. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. You had it right to a T. So, <laughs> uh, so my number f- my number five game um, actually came out right at the uh, the beginning of the year, and um, even though uh, like many other fighting games, I suck at it, but it still was a ton of fun. My number five was Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh yeah, I loved the animation. Just the, it's it's it was so colorful. The just the 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 nods to the series. They just they put uh, uh, just a ton of work into this game. And the only thing more fun than playing the game was watching people that know what they're doing play the game. Uh, I was at, uh, I went to a Combo Breaker, which is um, one of the last stops before uh, Evo. And uh, just, you know, I, uh, Sonic Fox was there and, and uh, Daigo and just a lot of the, a lot of the top tier uh, um, fighting game tournament uh, players. And just seeing... Just seeing uh, just how good they are at the game, and just being there, like, and interacting with the audience. There's, it seriously is. There's not much like it. If you have an opportunity, I would highly recommend going to a uh, fighting, like, a really like big fighting game tournament. It's seriously, it's like being at a taping of uh, Mori or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody overreacts in the audience, yeah. and it's just, it's just a fun time. <laughs> I see little clips and like snippets from big moments and I'm like, Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun, but I had, I had a lot of fun. It's got, it's, it's very deep for a fighting game. Um, you know, I didn't do too bad the first time I played online the day it came out, but then like three weeks later I was getting destroyed by it. I didn't um, put in my time. Yeah. So side note, is anybody getting jump force next year? (gasps) No, no. No, nobody has plans to get it. What's Jump Force? Really? It's like an arena fighter. Fighter. They're stuffing it full of anime characters. So of course Roger's not going to get it. But (laughs) (laughs) anybody else? It has Isaac from The Binding of Isaac, right? No. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Got me all excited. (laughs) You're thinking of Blade Strangers. Ah, that's the one I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, that's... I do like anime. I just want to let everybody know I do like anime. I just don't. I just don't. Um, like... You've just never seen Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, Roger. Like anime one hundred and one. No, listen. Shut up, Mike. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> the anime that I watch <laughs> is is like the you know like the stuff that you know it's the indie stuff. Well, it's not really indie, but I watch. Have you ever watched Rama One Half? Uh-huh. Okay. That's not Have indie, you... it's just old. <laughs> <laughs> How about Slayers? Have you ever seen Slayers? Uh, no. Slayers I... is good. No, okay, Slayers is good. Slayers. I know it's not an old one, too. No, I, all my anime is old stuff. You're right. I mean, that's that's where my college days, I actually haven't kept up with my anime at all, so. Oh, Jump Force. I remember seeing the trailer for that. That's like yeah. uh, the anime Smash Bros. kind of 3D yeah. fighter. I, um, I don't normally go for fighting games, but I love anime, and so I'm severely tempted. Mm. What's that coming out on? Um, PS4, I think. Yeah. Okay. Xbox. Not the Switch, though. No. Oh. PC. PC. Oh, it's time. One time, the Switch doesn't get a game, huh? Hmm. Well, so far. (laughs) Well, they didn't get. They didn't get Red Dead Two, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Or Fallout Seventy Six. Fallout Seventy Six. Well, they dodged a bullet with that one. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Okay. Uh, That was Mike's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is it my Your turn? turn? Your okay, turn. my turn. My turn. Uh, so my fifth game on my list uh, was Between Gardens. Oh. This is a game that uh, didn't get enough press, I don't think. It was such a great game. We actually had the creator on our show as well. Um, so we got to interview them. And it was really cool. It was really... That game was so touching. And, like, I don't know. I, like, cried at the end of the game. It was really sad. It was really... It's just a good game. It was a good puzzler. It was just a really, really good game. So I really liked it a lot. Nice. nice. I have it. I just, I still need to play it. Oh, it's so good. Ugh. yeah. I, I can't wait to get to the end and let me. You have to let me know what your thoughts were at the end. So I will. Uh, all right. Let's go on to number four then. Uh, Christian, what was your fourth game on your? My list? number four is a game that I love, and that game is Iconoclasts. Oh, that's a good and game. It is free for PlayStation Plus this month, so I'd highly recommend it, especially if you've got the like uh, twelve hours to put into it to see it through to fruition. Because the first two three hours of that game are not at all indicative of where that game goes. It's a 2D side-scrolling pixel art Metroidvania, which are a dime a dozen these days, but this one stands apart because of its fantastic story, its great characters, its masterful pacing. It goes to really cool places, and it wraps up this huge, insane story in a way that AAA studios and writers cannot figure out how to end a video game. Iconoclasts (laughs) did it fantastic. Yeah, that was a good game. You know, the, the one complaint I will have with that game is that I have it, I got it when it first came out, and I, I have a PS Vita, mm-hmm. and I was hoping that my saves, because I was playing on the Vita. Oh, and I cross was save. On, yeah, it didn't have the cross saves. I see. Yeah. I'm sorry, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, I thought the game was was fantastic. I mean, it was, there was some parts, Mike, were you were you there when I was streaming it? And then and they talked about, they had those weird jokes that were going on. I think you were. Mm-hmm. In, in yeah. The, in the chat when that yeah happened. i vaguely remember that yeah like there was some really weird like <laughs> i'm like what the hell kind of jokes are those but you know other than that i thought it was really <laughs> yeah weird. it's weird the guy who i think this project was largely created by one dude over like the yeah. course of eight years yeah and 
I don't think English is his first language, and this dude named his game Iconoclasts, so his grasp of the English language is a little different, and so some of the dialogue, especially at the beginning, it takes a little bit of adjusting, because it's not like typical sentence structure that most of us are used to in day-to-day conversation, but I feel like in the latter half especially, it starts clicking, and I feel like the writing really hits its stride. Now, I'm talking about when you're escaping the jail, and those yep. guards are making those yep. jokes. Yeah, the guards you know, are making the weird yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. 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 that was really i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, cool um blue what was your number four game my number four game is octopath traveler yes that's my list i haven't spent uh, near as much time with it as i wanted to but it was uh the stuff that i did was so amazing um i really just i can't leave it off the list yeah, I'm it's not a... Octopus Traveler Traveler's fault that I don't have time for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I think the I was surprised that it wasn't actually nominated for Game of the Year because I thought it was really like a throwback to like really good RPGs. Like like it reminds me a lot of uh, like Chrono Trigger. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely it's got everything great about classic RPGs. Yeah. And the art direction was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, exactly. It was just a stacked year. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if it was like a, a year that didn't have as many great uh-huh. games as we did, I think that would have been considered game of the year. But mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people complained though, uh, and I, I didn't actually find this a problem, but a lot of people complained about the fact that the characters didn't interact enough with each other, um, and that the party kind of were just their own separate characters, like they're just working together, but. I don't know anybody that's played D anD D. I feel like that's like a very typical like D anD D like session where it's like, oh, my character is a thief. Well, mine's a paladin. Why are they even together? I don't know. But <laughs> Shh, don't ask questions. Just go yeah, with it. Exactly. Or like we play uh we play Diablo three and like I have a I have a necromancer and like uh Steve's character is what is Steve's character like a sword paladin type character, right, Christian? Yeah, he was playing as a paladin at first. Yeah. 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 And it's like, again, like, why are these two even working together? They wouldn't work together. But uh, so it didn't bother me at all. But a lot of people like complained about that. It is a little grindy, too, but it's a great game. Well, RPG. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an RPG. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what's your fourth game? Uh, my fourth game is actually a game that I played recently and surprised me. Um with how amazing it was. Uh, my game uh, number four was Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Yes. Yes. So uh, I love, there, there's one of the things that I love, Metroidvania games. Another thing that I love are amazing soundtracks. And the third mm. thing that I love is smooth, hand-drawn 2D animation. Oh gosh, that, mm. that artwork looks amazing in that game. Casey, yes. your top three must be amazing if Monster Boy is number four. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, great. Now I'm living. Now I I can't live up to this hype. Uh, can I change my answer? Um. So um, it's. I mean, so we got we did we did get the game to review and um, I know it's uh it, it can be. I know Blue, you touched on this when uh I think on Twitter. Um, it can be uh, a tad expensive. Uh, I think it's like forty, I think, on uh, on eShop. But it, in my opinion, it's worth every penny. It's everything about the game is 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 incredible. The the boss battles, 
the the atmosphere the like i said before the music and the difficulty and it's just i haven't had a game experience like that in a while where it's where the game starts off it's really really easy then by the time you're about three quarters of the way through it it really really lays on the challenges for you yeah yeah no that game looks uh so amazing i i, I want to pick that game up uh eventually yet i just need to save some time and money <laughs> if i don't get it for christmas then i'm getting it for myself yeah it's <laughs> uh, it, that game looks oh yeah i just i fell in love with that art style so when when you were playing it, i was like oh my gosh this game looks so good and it, it just mm-hmm. it just plays so well too so cool uh let's see myself my turn right mm-hmm. uh, so my fourth game on my list is dead cells nice yeah yeah I put in so much time in that game. I still haven't beaten it, but I put in so much time when that game came out. And and even to this day, like I'll be like, "Oh, Dead Cells, yeah, I gotta go play that." It the runs are just so much fun. It just you know, I I will say I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of roguelike games, um, but I am when they do them well. And this game does it very very well. Like I feel like every run that you make feels like you've accomplished something, uh, even if you didn't beat the boss. Like I feel like I've done something. That, you know that I'm like, okay, I accomplished that. Like that was cool. So, uh, it's such a good game on a Switch too. I just, ugh, that game is so good. I love that game so much. Uh, all right, number three, Christian. My number three is not going to surprise anyone, but it's God of War on oh, yeah. PS4. I really, really liked God of War. Uh, when it first came out, I was counting down the days. It came out, and I devoured it and did 100% completion within the week. And I was really surprised at not only how much I enjoyed the story, but also how much I liked the combat. And that's what kept me going after the story was over and kept me doing all of the kind of miscellaneous side stuff was that fun, satisfying combat. And there was lots of stats that you could play around with, lots of complexity in the combat. And also the story is just fantastic. I mean, the limited in scope, but large in scale setting, very tight cast of characters that are well-written and not in-your-face writing all combined to make something that I really liked beginning to end. Yeah. I I have to admit, I have not played that yet. I, I wanted to this week. I just haven't had a chance to. Oh, no. If, yeah. if this wasn't a podcast, you could see us all judging you right now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Judge me what you want. I don't care. If you'd like to, that's fine. But I just haven't had a chance. To. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I bought that game when it was on sale. So it was like number one game on the digital store for a while, and then it dipped, and then they put it on sale to try to stimulate more sales mm-hmm. of it. And I bought it when it was thirty five dollars. I was like really proud of myself, and then I Sorry. haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how a lot of my games are. I'm, I'm, I'll admit, like I'm like, ooh, that game's on sale. I got to go buy it. I'm like, I want to play it, and then I, I, I just haven't played them yet. Like Witcher, The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, oh, but I yeah. haven't played that yet either. <laughs> I just bought that and I haven't yeah. played it either. <laughs> well, I bought it last two years. So. <laughs> okay. I just bought it like last month. So, <laughs> so see, you got plenty of time yet to play it. Beat me. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Blue, what was your number three game? My number three game is um, on there. I think I, I didn't beat it, but I spent 60 hours with it so far. Uh, Nino Kuni 2. Oh, nice. yeah. That's a game that I wanted to play, too. Mm-hmm. It is um, not as, I'd say the story is not anywhere near as impactful as the first one, 
but it's still aside from that it's still a lot of fun I love running around and exploring I love doing the side quests and the combat is um, it it's really smooth like right from the very beginning like in the first game you get started with a stick like that's your wand mm -hmm. and you have to fight these little bitty enemies and in this one you know magic right away and you can do all sorts of different spells. So it's it's kind of a different experience from the first one. It's still an awful lot of fun. Cool. The I've, artwork there, too. I love the artwork in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I played the first Nino Kuni about a year ago. And my understanding is that they kind of took out the familiar system to an extent. Like, now you're just, uh, like, yeah. hacking and slashing yourself. Yep. You play um, as the, the human characters. And the familiars are replaced with Higgledies. Which are uh, like these little like forest spirits that you run around and collect, and then you put them on your team, and they follow you around, and you can trigger them to do spells or not. I hardly ever use them; they just follow me around like little shadows. Sounds cool, though. It does yeah. sound cool. I kind of cool. miss the familiars in a sense, but eh, it works still. Yeah, I, I yeah, I almost got the game when it first came out, but. I think I'll have to look for it when it's on sale for sure. So, mm -hmm. uh, Mike, what is your number three game? So my number three game actually, so it's, I don't know if the, if this doesn't count, let me know, but it's a game that came out in 2016. Nope. But it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it came out for the switch in 2018. Okay. Then it counts. So, all right, good. So my game, uh, my number three is, um, a game that I, I played the demo for back a long time ago on the PS4, and I thought it was okay. I picked it up on sale on the Switch, and from the from the moment I picked it up, I just could not put it down. It was one of those situations like, all right, well, let me save here, and then I'll try going a little bit further just to see what I can expect when I play next time. And then the next thing I know, it's like 2 in the morning, and i got to get up for work in three hours. So um, my number three game uh, is uh, the Switch version of Dragon Quest Builders. Cool. Oh, right. And I had been burned out on Minecraft. Um, I think I, I it just got way too repetitive for me. And every time that they updated it, you had to had to start a whole new world. And it's just Seriously? I just I was done. Didn't that yeah, piss well that, people off? What's that? Didn't that piss people off? I'm sure it did. Yeah. That but it's just I just I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with Minecraft. So <laughs> this this took elements from that, but also brought elements of uh, you know like Link to the Past um kind of that overhead fighting mechanic and what i loved the most was uh again going back so i got back when i was like nine or ten i got a uh my parents got me a subscription to nintendo power yeah and yeah. with the subscription also came a free copy of dragon warrior <laughs> along with a strategy guide oh my gosh did you get it did you get the game i did yeah, I guess you finish your story and I got a story about that quick. Okay. And then, um, so I played that game nonstop <laughs> until one day uh, I was late going to school and my sister came running down the stairs and turned off my NES <gasps> without holding reset. Oh, no. So my entire saved game was wiped out and I never I never could bring myself back to uh, to playing it. And his sister was never seen again. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. going to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, yeah, that's. I was just, I was so, so upset about that. But the reason I bring that up is because playing this game uses remastered versions of the music from mm -hmm. Dragon Warrior. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, 
I, I, I'm loving it. I'm still playing that game. And I am, that's one of those games where I'm t- really taking my time and just, and enjoy- I'm learning stuff new every, every day and just, um, just having a ton of fun with it. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's funny about the Nintendo power thing because my parents, so when that, when that, when, so we got Nintendo power and then like our subs- subscription ran out and then it was like something like you can like re up your subscription and get a uh, dragon warrior for free. Mm-hmm. And I told my parents that I'm like, oh, if we get it, we can get this game for free. And they're like, there's no such thing as free games. That's impossible. I'm like, no. <sighs> so it says, and like, we're not doing that. And then my best friend got it, and he got the game. And, I, and my parents were like, oh, I guess it was real. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> Too late though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was just like, great, that's awesome. I didn't get this cool game. Oh, Roger. I got to tell you, my mom, I was standing there in the kitchen while my mom is arguing with a Nintendo Power rep saying she and and she she could not believe it either. And she's just on the phone with them. She's like, no, you can't be telling me that we're getting a free game and all this stuff just for subscribing to a magazine. Yeah, it wasn't uh-huh. more expensive either. It was just the same price. Yeah, it was the same price. She's yeah. like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. But no, this can't be right. These games go for a lot of money. Why are you doing this thing? What are you? What am I locking myself into? And I'm like, oh my god, like, you're I embarrassing know. me. So I much. know, I know. <laughs> but like, it's, it's funny that now think about trust. I know. Yeah. Would, wouldn't you do the same thing as an adult now? As like your parents? I would. I'd probably look. Like, no, come on. What's the get? What's the catch? What's the well? Catch? Yeah, you're also. This is we grew up right around, around the time of the you know the Columbia House Records yes, Club. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, six CDs for a penny. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like forty dollars later, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. I didn't remember wanting an Ace of Base CD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody has an ace base CD from that the Columbia House Records. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, my number three game is Red Dead Redemption Two. Cool. Mm. Uh, so I, I mean, I mean, the story in that game was so good and so intriguing, and uh, yeah, I just I I loved my time in that game. I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I will say the online kind of turned me away a little bit from the game, but I do love. I do love the story. I just think it's such a great story. And uh, yeah, just there's so much to do. Just like, and I know, Mike, you've mentioned this too, where it's like, you know, there's, there's things going on. And you're like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, what's that Squirrel. over there? Yeah, Squirrel exactly. mode. Exactly. So, I, yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying my time with that game. That's a great game. All right. Going going into the number twos now. Uh, Ooh, Christian. Getting close. Is, yeah, yeah, getting close. What's your number my two My second favorite game of the year is one that I've talked a lot about on this podcast of handful of months back and one that you already mentioned roger and that's dead cells Mm. so i like it a lot i really really like dead cells i still like it i like roguelikes i mean i've tried a handful that i don't really like because they just don't fire on all cylinders the way the binding of isaac does one of my favorite games of all time yeah (laughs) and the way that dead cells does because it's fast it's frantic it feels fantastic and i still go back to it today nice cool uh blue what's your number two game my number two game is actually Christian's number three game. It's <gasps> God of War. Nice. God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I have loved this series since it very first came out on PlayStation 2, and I followed it the whole way. And yet when this one came out, it was still an event. I mean, um, after it released, how many people, if you went on Twitter, you could find so many people that were all talking about the Stranger yeah. fight and how incredible that was. 
And um, so it's so great that after so many entries in this series that this game can still surprise us and amaze us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go play it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's your number two game? Uh, my number two game is Octopath Traveler. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I I am not... I guess this is interesting because two of the games on my list are RPGs, but I have not, not been much of an RPG person, but I do like the turn-based ones mm. and just everything about uh, Octopath just, just resonated with me. It was just, the story was so good. I, even when I just first played the demo, Primrose's story just, just <laughs> hit me. Just, it was just so emotional. And, uh, and I decided to go with Elf and the apothecary just, um, the when I when I actually got the game, but um, it was also it was also right around that time that I uh, that I was laid out for a few months, mm-hmm. and so while I was in the hospital, that playing that game on my Switch was my go-to because there were only like four channels on the TV and they all sucked. <laughs> Jeez. What the heck kind of hospital doesn't have cable? <laughs> One's in Chicago, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like the perfect kind of game to play in a hospital because you can just play it and not have to like keep on leaving it, especially yes. considering how long it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I. You know, it's funny. I, I wonder because, you know, I started off with Primrose as well. And I wonder if if everybody's experience. I mean, I know that you you don't have to do everybody's story, right? You can skip through them if, if that's not your main. If it's your main, you have to do the story. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't pick primrose as your main and you just kind of skip through that i i wonder how many people like i don't know like enjoyed the stories because i i think the other stories are interesting but not as interesting as primrose like primrose is like really shocking to me yeah hers is shocking yeah hers is the most impactful one and i think i've got like four or five people in my party right now and they've all got interesting stories but none like hers so far yeah yeah. So, uh, I yeah. So my number two game is is Octopath Traveler as well. So, yeah. uh, yeah. I absolutely love that game. Uh, I was just, you know, it's it's one of those games that when you start playing it, you're taken back to your childhood, and uh, that <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good, and it's just so enthralling, and uh, and I don't, and I mentioned it's a grindy game, but I actually really enjoy grinding in, in RPGs. Like mm-hmm. to me, I think that's why I love RPGs because of the fact Until that you play Disgaea. <laughs> Until I play Disgaea, <laughs> I don't have to pick that game up yet. Um, the thing I like about about this game, though, and and like about RPGs, is the fact that you know, like this is why I excel at RPGs because like it's all based on on my determination, right? So if like I want to work hard and 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 grind hard and and uh, and get to the next level so I can beat that boss. I can. Whereas like some games where like they're platformers, I can't really do that same thing. So that's why I, I prefer RPGs. <laughs> it's not really skill based. It's more about like how much time you're willing to put into the game. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that too. I'd rather grind and be ridiculously OP so yes. that I just blast through everybody. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's to me that's so much fun. I see, Roger. All I'm hearing is excuses for why you're not Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I know I have to get back into it. I was doing well at that game. I did I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> I beat a boss in that game. And and uh, Dead Souls was on my list, so yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's the number one game. Christian. Number one. What's the number one game? 
I've spoiled it before. You all probably know it by now, but my favorite game of 2018 was Celeste. Celeste. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, it's simple. It's a platformer. You've got a dash and a jump. And that's about it. But boy, something about simple platforming matched with a fantastic soundtrack. It just, it's euphoric for me. Like, it's unlike any other experience I've had in any video games. It's why I still play Mega Man 2 to this day, why I still play Super Mario World to this day. Mm. Simple, effective platforming with fantastic music backing it is great. And also Celeste's story, which is also fantastic and leagues above any of the other Super Nintendo platformers that are out there. It's very personal, it's very impactful, it's very thematic, and it all came together to be, like, the closest to a perfect video game I played in 2018. Wow. Big praise. Yeah, that is big praise, especially really considering good. how I liked many it a lot. he's played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, Blue, what was your number two game? My, number one or, game. Number one. Number one. Sorry. Number one game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not going to be a surprise to anyone. It is Hollow Knight. Yeah. I kind of guessed. It's yeah, so good. I know. Everybody <laughs> guessed. It's really anticlimactic. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. It's the best game <laughs> in the whole year. I don't I'm know. Up, up against any other game. What about Celeste? <laughs> <laughs> I like this one better. I like this one better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I enjoy Hollow Knight. I mean, the artwork is, is incredible. You, it is. The that music is incredible. It's Metroidvania, mm. so everybody who loves that genre, which is a lot of us here, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's freaking <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah, I I yeah, I had to get back into that game. Uh, Mike, what is your number one game? My number one game is a game that just recently came out, and it fell, you know, to me, it just made it under the uh, under the uh, finish line, I guess you could say, for 2018. So uh, my favorite game is Smash Ultimate. Oh, nice. Mm. Loved Smash ever since the N64. Have every uh, every version, um, and this one's this this game has legs. I know it's going to keep me entertained for years and years. Uh, and just everything about it, especially the uh, the roster and not having everything ready for you right at the beginning that you really have to work hard to get all those characters. Um, you know, even Simon Belmont. Um, <laughs> and just the, the, the adventure mode and the spirits mode, I, I found that more addicting than I thought I would. And just uh, just being able to, like I said earlier, being able to play with my son, it's just uh, just such an amazing game. So that's my game of the year. Nice. Um, my game of the year. I'm sure everybody will will not be shocked by by my game of the year. My game of the year is Spider Man. <gasps> oh, <laughs> shocking! Yeah, shocking. I know. Uh, yeah, I I'll give it a six out of a six out of five just because it's Spider Man. No, I'm just <laughs> that was actually a review that I read about Mario Odyssey. I'll give it a six out of five just because it's Mario. I'm like, oh come on. What? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, oh my gosh. I absolutely love this game. Like, I have not fallen in love with a game like this in a really long time. And just, I know, I know, Christian, you weren't the biggest fan of the story. But as a Spider-Man fan, I just was so enthralled with the story. It's so, 
so good. I don't know. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And and it really broke my heart when I saw like these, you know, fringe fans like yelling at Insomniac Games about, you know, where's our, you know, suits? Where's this? Where's that? I'm like, oh, come on. They give us such a great experience with this game and you're going to complain about a suit? Give me a break. Or puddles? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Puddlegate. Yeah, Puddlegate. Uh, I just, I cannot wait. I, I need to get the DLCs too, but I cannot wait to see what other what other games we might be getting in in that you know comic book genre? So, I I love it, absolutely love it. All right, listeners, what are your number one games, uh, top five games? You can let us know. You can send us a tweet at Gamerheads PC. You can also email us at info at Gamerheads Podcast. You can also go online to our new website, GamerheadsPodcast.com. I would love to have people have discussions there. You can become a member on our site. It's really easy to enroll as a member of our site. And uh, and then you can leave comments on our on our posts that we have there. Uh, yeah, let us know. We'd love to have the whole point of the show is to have a conversation. So we want to have conversations with listeners like you. All right. Uh, before we go, then, how can people get a hold of you, Christian? How can people get a hold of you? You can reach out to me on Twitter at Christian Cubsa, or you can email me at what is it? Christian at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you can read my reviews <laughs> across the internet, newgamenetwork.com and pushsquare.com. Yeah, awesome. Um, Mike, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at TC Throwers. You can uh, find the Controller Throwers podcast right here on gamerheadspodcast.com, also at gamerheadspodcast.podbean.com, and of course on iTunes, Google Play. And uh, you can also find us streaming at twitch.tv slash TC Throwers. Nice. And Blue, how can people get a hold of you? You can almost always find me on Twitter. My handle is at Writer's View, and it's spelled with a Y, so that's W-R-Y. And I also have a website, which is writersview.com. And as I mentioned before, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at P- Gamerheads PC. I run the Twitter account, so if you reach out to us, it's pretty much me that's be answering you. Um, you can also reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamerheadspodcast. Uh, and you can go online at www.gamerheadspodcast.com. And you can also email me. You can email me at roger at gamerheadspodcast.com as well. All right, uh, Christian, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. It was my pleasure. And Mike, thank you for joining us once again. No problem. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Blue, Mike's already you. playing Smash. Comedic yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Blue, thank you for being part of the podcast. <laughs> yep, thank you, Roger. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll have another episode next week. Until then, uh, go game your favorite game. I don't know. <laughs> Just say Merry uh, Christmas. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you before the new year. All right, see ya. All Take right, care. Merry Christmas. So long. Bye.